Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is WSBT's Community Update on 96.1 WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Some significant progress toward defeating the coronavirus pandemic was reported this week. Indiana lowered the age limit to get vaccinated from 60 to 50, making tens of thousands of more, hundreds of thousands more eligible. And the approval last weekend of the new single-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine for emergency use in the U.S., adds millions more vaccinations available in the coming months. President Biden says there should be enough supply to vaccinate every adult in the U.S. by the end of May. That's two months earlier than his original goal. In Michigan, restrictions on restaurant capacity have been eased, effective Friday, and Governor Gretchen Whitmer is now allowing visitors once again in nursing homes. Nearly 6,000 nursing home residents in Indiana have had coronavirus and died. But after nearly a year of struggling to contain the virus, nursing homes in St. Joseph County hit a milestone this past week. For the first time since the pandemic began, St. Joseph County's nursing homes are not reporting a single new case of the virus in their facilities. It's welcome news to residents, their families and staff who've been hit so hard by this pandemic. We can we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, we're hoping. After seeing staff and residents test positive for the coronavirus and losing residents to it, not having any new cases of the virus has been amazing for Jack Mueller. He's the executive director at the sanctuary at Holy Cross. It's been really hard on, on the staff, you know, and, and they take it to heart and uh, because of they, they love these residents. Mueller's facility, along with so many others, have taken a beating during the pandemic. So to find out that there have been no new cases has been a relief. He attributes it to their vaccinations, but also strong safety measures. The awareness has helped um, a whole lot, and, and all of the uh, precautions we've put into place have helped that certainly. Vaccinations in long-term care facilities have been handled mostly by pharmacies like CVS. The St. Joseph County Health Department says they should be finishing up their second round and it's making a noticeable difference. This suggests that um, the effectiveness of prioritizing long-term care facilities, residents and staff, um, and the importance of that. While things do look promising, Mueller says there's still work to be done. This is all great news, but we really can't um, uh, just fall back on complacency and, you know, oh, well, um, it's all over with because we, we know better. Mueller couldn't say how many vaccinations had been done in his facility for privacy reasons, but did say there's been little to no resistance to getting that shot. He says his facility will be holding another vaccination clinic sometime this month. WSBT 22's Max Lewis reporting. Health officials remain concerned about us getting too lax or complacent, warning that while things are trending in the right direction, we're still a long way from returning to pre-pandemic normal. They estimate about 64,000 people in St. Joseph County have had at least one dose of the vaccine, and 2,300 are now fully inoculated. 
They want to hurry and get everybody vaccinated as quickly as possible to resist the spread of the newer variants of the virus that may be harder to contain. Notre Dame's Compton Family Ice Arena will host a mass vaccination event the weekend of March 27th and 28th for any Indiana resident age 50 or higher. And teachers in Indiana can now get vaccinated regardless of their age through a federal program providing vaccinations at local Kroger, Meyer, and Walmart pharmacies. A special fast action team in South Bend is aiming to solve all of the city's non-deadly shootings. The shooting response team is activated within minutes anytime a bullet hits a person or property. Leaders say there is no other known city in our region that has a team like this. In fact, members from the shooting response team have actually gone to other cities to help those other cities investigate and respond to shootings there. There have been 14 shootings in South Bend in the first two months of this year. Four have been deadly. Those are investigated by St. Joseph County's Metro Homicide Unit. All others are being investigated by the shooting response team. It's a quick action team that's activated as soon as a shooting is confirmed. The team was formed in March of 2018 after a mass shooting on Dayton Street in South Bend. Six people were shot at a birthday party. Thankfully, no one died, but police department leaders, including Detective Bureau Commander Jason Biggs, realized their investigators couldn't respond as fast as they wanted. Prior of the, the team being implemented, the guys, maybe sometimes we wouldn't come in on the weekends. We weren't responding to every single shooting, and we felt that we were doing a disservice to our community. Since 2019, we respond to almost every single shooting that, that occurs in the city of South Bend. There are five detectives, several crime scene technicians, and a supervisor always on call. Once a non-deadly shooting is confirmed, the team responds immediately to the hospital and the crime scene. Leaders say the team's response has helped form relationships with people involved and help solve crimes. Just last week, someone was shot in the area of Roosevelt and Cushing. The SWAT team was activated, and so was the shooting response team. The investigation has resulted in charges. It doesn't matter if what they were doing in their life that caused them to get shot, if they were doing something criminal or not. It, they're still somebody's son, daughter, brother, sister, um, grand, grandma, grandpa, um, mother, father. Um, they are members of our community, and because they're members of our community, we're going to do everything we can to help them get through this process. 2020 was a violent year in South Bend and around the country. Captain Biggs says he's thankful the shooting response team has been developed and fine-tuned to help respond to many of those shootings. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. It's one of the toughest decisions families face, how to pay for college. But there's a lot of assistance out there to help ease that burden, and today is an important date to get in line. College Goal Sunday is an effort by educators in 34 states to help people fill out the free application for federal student aid, known as FAFSA. This year, the push has taken on new meaning. The National College Attainment Network says in 2020, only 60% of high school graduates completed a form. Schools across Indiana are seeing lower application numbers this year. The pandemic is a big reason why. I call myself a friendly nag. Look at Deb Thompson's office at LaVille High School and you can tell she's willing to make a bold statement. It's a statement she wants her students to be able to make in the future. When they start to see acceptance letters from schools, 
and they start to realize, they see that dollar sign. And I think that's when it really starts to click. What clicks is the need many will have for financial aid to make college a reality. Many students will get education. They will go to college come August. But if they don't file the FAFSA, they will have additional debt that they shouldn't have. Across the state, volunteers will be helping students and their families fill out the form needed to qualify for federal and state grants, scholarships, and student loans. And because of the pandemic, numbers are down at many local schools. A sample of local high schools shows the number of applications are down compared to a year ago. Students have been disconnected from the schools. And so, so much of the word getting out, so much of the publicity is from the schools. It's why Thompson is doubling down efforts to help students and parents understand what at stake. Even if it isn't federal aid, you miss out on other opportunities. There are other grants that if you are eligible for, you will receive. And in the case of those, if you don't file the FAFSA and get the form done, you miss out. He says many of the grants are not first come first served. So when families fail to file a FAFSA, they miss out on money from a variety of places. The chancellor at Indiana University South Bend says it's not just the high school students who need to file. She says adults who are heading back to school should fill it out too. It really helps us help them with, um, with, with getting support financially for following up in their studies. All the people we spoke with say overcoming the fear of the form will be key to getting people motivated to take part. But I think there's just such a there's just such a fear about it. Um, but they have some great tools that are embedded in the FAFSA using the IRS data retrieval tool. Genius. If they can just get to this event, there will be an expert, a friendly expert, a free friendly expert there to help them get that form filed. And Thompson has a simple message for people on the fence. A little bit of effort could have a huge return for your education. WSBT 22's Todd Connor reporting. Thompson says financial aid for a particular school depends on the tuition and how much a family can contribute. For some students, private school tuition can be brought down to the level of a state school with that aid. To attend College Goals Sunday today, simply go to collegegoalsunday.org and click the link displayed on that page to enter the virtual event. The South Bend School Board voted 5-2 to two Monday to, quote, redesign two local elementary schools. It's part of the district's efforts to turn around the schools, which have four straight years of failing grades from the state. The district is trying to find ways to reset the grades and avoid a state takeover. A redesign involves contract changes between the district and the teachers' union. An agreement with the teachers' union just finalized over the weekend gives extra $5,000 stipends to most teachers at Marquette and Measle for the next three years. Teachers who then stay for three consecutive years get an additional $3,000 bonus. We have a hard time getting teachers to choose to interview and to work at Measle and Marquette. And so one of the other efforts of the stipends is not only to recruit them there, but also to slow down or to stop the high um, percentage of turnover rate that we have each year. After weeks of negotiation, the union agreed to paying certain teachers extra, but not all school board members did. For these two schools, it doesn't seem fair that the other teachers are not getting the same type of raises 
and they work just as hard. District leaders say they need to take action on these two schools now in order to avoid a state takeover if they reach five consecutive years of F's. The memo of understanding with the union approved tonight only covers pay changes, but the board outlined much broader plans for the redesign in a presentation. This is just a step in the process, but this is not the plan plan. This is the MOU with the NEA South Bend that would allow this process to continue. Leaders at both schools would have to reapply for updated job descriptions if they want to keep their jobs. The district plans a national search to find a leader for measles. Marquette will remain a Montessori school and Montessori certified teachers automatically stay. Teachers at both schools will have 10 extra days of professional learning each year, which would include anti-racism, restorative justice, and social-emotional learning trainings. The redesign isn't guaranteed to reset the four years of failing grades. Once the plan is approved, it'll be sent to the state with the reset request, but board members say they like the redesign plan better than forming a state-guided innovation zone, for example, which is a similar option, but would have automatically kicked teachers at the two schools out of the union. Board members didn't say when that would be up for a vote with the full plan. WSVT 22, Selena Guevara reporting. We often want to support local small businesses, but do you know how to find them? One woman is helping by collecting them in one spot. Andrea Swanson is a small business owner herself, so she understands the struggle that people have been in. But for her, this Facebook page is a way for her to shine light on everyone in the area. Grabbing a cup of coffee or a bite to eat, Jeff Murawski appreciates each person that comes in. He's seen the push to support local eateries. I think sometimes I struggle to find out how exactly to do that. Andrea Swanson decided she wanted to be that middleman to connect people to businesses. I'm usually that person who, hey, Andy knows somebody. Um, I, I know a guy for everything. So I decided I just wanted to build a place that we could all just network together. She created the Facebook group Michiana Small Businesses where people can comment about a service they need. Always tough to have a small business and even tougher with the economy and the pandemic in the last year and having another avenue of somebody maybe in our corner fighting for us and trying to market and help us. It was a great thing. Each week she showcases two new businesses. Last week it was Treasurology and TJB Rock and Hair Salon. My sales increased by 20% that week. Just in uh, like three days, we had seven phone calls. So that's pretty awesome for a salon. Swanson says the spotlight can showcase something new. There's some out there that I didn't even know were around and we're learning about them. Meg Truesdale says she's had several people come in for the first time after being spotlighted. Now, if they don't know what they're walking into, they're not as likely to go. But Andy has given us a platform to showcase what we have and make people feel comfortable taking that step to come on over and walk in the door. Each business Swanson features is also doing a giveaway each week to try to attract more people to their business. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. The views expressed on WSBT's community update are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host, WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us again next week on Community Update on the Sports Leader, 96.1 WSBT. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 